everyone, and welcome to the show. This is our last show of this insane year. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today, we're doing our beer in review for 2020 with a very special guest, but first, beer. So on today's show, we have the one, the only, the myth, the man, the legend. <laughs> the legend. Beersol, who, who is a Yonkers native. Uh, we met Rob at, who would have thunk it, Beer Noggin, right? I'm repping the old school shirt. Represent. Call me out on it. Um, and Rob tends the sticks there uh, on Mondays, Tuesdays, and, and Wednesdays. Yep. Awesome. He lives there. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned, Rob is a Yonkers boy, born and bred, um, has worked as a, uh, a coffee kind of uh, connoisseur type dude. Yeah, also, a barista. <laughs> he, is, he is a barista, a barista and uh, also uh, an amazing uh, bartender. He is hilarious uh, and he's become a dear friend of ours. So welcome to the show, Rob. Yay! Hey. Hey. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me on. You got it, man. You got it. So uh, we're going to jump right into the beer that we're going to try on the show. Uh, Rob's got some. We've got some here at the house in our lovely home studio that we're in right now. <laughs> um, and we're going to start with a collaboration between Lock City Brewing and Run and, Run and Hide Brewing. So Lock City is located in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, and Run and Hide guys, I think they're in Portchester, right? From what I understand, he's doing all of his stuff out of Porchester. I think it's a small okay. operation. I think they only have two beers so far, and then this collaboration with Lock City, to my knowledge. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go through a little bit of Lock City's story. Lock City was popular throughout the late 19th and early 20th century because of the Yale and Town Manufacturing Company. Founded in 1869, Yale in Town was an innovative producer of locks. By 1892, Yale in Town employed approximately one fourth of Stanford, Connecticut's population. Wow. In its heyday, Yale in Town took up the entire area between Pacific, Henry Canal, and Market Streets in the south end of the city. Hey. The company left Stanford in the 1950s, and the Lock City nickname began to fade from usage. Today, the area is under redevelopment. And it's home to the original Yale and Town buildings uh, that are They're the tap part of their tap room, That's which really is cool. pretty awesome. So I have to go up there and do a visit and possibly yeah. interview uh, the owners of that brewery. But for, oh, sorry. So they are open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, closed Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, um, one to five on Wednesday, three to eight on Thursday. Friday the same, 3 to 8, and then Saturday, 1.30 to 7 p.m. They're at 54 Research Drive in Stanford, Connecticut. Owners are Mike Bushnell and Patrick Cassiola. So go and check those guys out. The beer that we're having from them has yeah, a very that. funny name. Um, it is called, I can't see the can. Hedge so. Fun Juice Bags. Hedge Fun Juice Bags. Can't read backwards? Come on. Hedge Fun <laughs> Juice Bags. So pretty creative name. Um, there are a lot of finance companies in Stanford, Connecticut, and that's probably why they call it that. So, of course, totally. As we so, cheers and uh, Rob, what, what you got? What do you got? So, um, I was kind of in a a sour kind of mood today. Uh, <laughs> sour. I'm sweet, so it's kind of a sour patch kid situation Perfect. going on. <laughs> nice. So, this is from a brewery that I particularly like. 
um, in South Carolina, which is Westbrook, um, which they're particularly known for uh, their Goza, typically. Um, and recently, uh, their One Claw, which is another one of their rye lagers. We had a beer noggin. It was delicious. So I decided it would be a good time to break this out. I haven't had it yet, but it's called It's Tiki Time. Nice. nice. And it is a sour ale brewed with natural flavors. So I don't know what fruits it's supposed to be, but I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> it's a little bit of like a pineapple, tropical aroma right. kind of going on, which I'm assuming with it's called It's Tiki Time. So yeah. But I actually got a chance to try the beer you guys are drinking yesterday at Beer Nog in Mount Kisco, second to last day. Had a customer bring it in. I really nice. like it. So I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys think about it. I thought it had a nice kind of melony kind of sweetness going on with a little bit of a peppery finish. So it was really pleasant, in my opinion. Cool. Uh, I didn't want to leave the guys out at Run and Hide uh, who did the collabo on the beer that Dane and I are having. So they're in... Uh, Port Chester, New York. Their other beer that I've had from them is uh, Larry's Liquid Love. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys that's good too. Okay. Yeah, which you guys have had at the um, at Beer Noggin. Uh, mm -hmm. But that was that wasn't a collabo. That was their own. That that's like their flagship, right? That's what they started with. That was so they they the first beer they did was the saison uh, with oh, strawberry, okay. which was called Fouque de French. <laughs> um, and that was the first drop we had from them. I don't know if that was the first beer they did. I know it was the first one that kind of was readily available. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, like you said, Larry's Liquid Love, which I feel like he really grinded uh, to get that beer everywhere because I saw it in so many different bars, which is really cool, uh, especially since I think he's a small operation. Yeah. And especially during COVID, like it's difficult to do anything right now. So that's impressive. Correct. The, uh, the Larry's Liquid Love is a double IPA with oats and wheat, uh, double dry hopped with Citra, Columbus, Motueka, and Centennial hops. Uh, it's full of juice and no lactose. I'm yes. Put an exclamation. No toast. So it's an eight percenter. Um, I've, I've had a couple of those at, uh, at Beer Noggin. <laughs> you had a few big boys in the Beer Noggin. <laughs> What's the ABV on this? I, I think I'm going blind. I can't. Let me see yeah. if I can find it. Um, it might be in there. It tastes dangerous. That's why I'm asking. Like it's going down very the, easy, very mellow. It's, I think it's in the fine print. And right. You can't find it. I feel like it, I'm going to toss it back and be slurring, which I'm fine. I'm at home. So <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's tasty. It's delicious. It's very, very easy to drink. Um, my tolerance has grown. So like um, five and six percenters, I'm like, meh. I tend to go to like sevens and eights, which probably isn't the best thing, but that's like my wheelhouse. So mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Don't know what the ABV is, but <laughs> it's good. So the first time Rob walked into Beer Noggin oh, for, his, like a love for story. his first shift. <laughs> the first time I, just, I saw Rob. My heart started fluttering. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, <laughs> mutual. Rob comes in with this like Mets shirt, right? And he's got a huge, like, huge Mets logo on his shirt. And uh, Brendan had let me know, hey, this guy that's starting today, uh, grew up with Dan. He's going to come in. He's, he's going to take a shift or, or two or whatever. Or all of them. So I said, oh, cool. Can't wait, can't wait to meet him, right? And then uh, diehard Yankee fan. Here comes this guy in the front door with this huge Mets shirt on. He's just, you know, proud Met fan. And I'm like, this guy's the new bartender. He's a 
Met fan, and Brendan started, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> started laughing. And then, pro- probably like an hour later, Rob and I are like cracking up. I'm like, this guy's good shit. I like this guy a lot. You know? But um, no, like what Rob and I like to do at the Nog yeah. is uh, we just like to try beers that we've never tried before. So, yeah. like, he'll go and pull something from the fridge. He's like, hey, I've never tried this. You want to try this out? I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, Rob, be honest with me. Does he stick to like one style or is he willing to try whatever you suggest? Um, I think what's cool about uh, when Jim and I are, are together at Beer Noggin is that I know what he likes and I'm pretty flexible. Okay. Um, so I think a lot of times we're sticking to some new IPA that's come in. Um, and it doesn't have to be limited to just a New England style or anything. I know Jim yes. likes power tools a lot. So if I see something that's kind of similar to like a West Coast style IPA, We'll crack that open but also you know there are days where we're kind of in like a pilsner mood or, or like a hellas lager mood um so really if, if anything catches my eye even if it's not limited to those styles i'll say hey jimbo uh this beer looks really cool uh haven't tried it yet you want to split it and i think we both kind of go into it with an open mind and uh nice. that's really cool um because we don't really have to have any preconceived notions about it to try it. And I think that's yes. kind of the way that you need to go about beer anyway. So it's cool. We get to share that together. Most times I would not be cool with somebody saying to me to, about my husband, I know what he likes and I'm pretty flexible, but with you, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a rare exception. Thank God. Because Jim is huge and I think he would kill me. Oh, oh, who's that? This is my cat. I didn't expect him to jump up here. His name's Toby. Who's nice. left out? Hey, Toby, what you drinking this year? Oh, he's uh, he's a Guinness guy. He's from Ireland. Nice, nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's get into it, guys. Um, I am going to start with a disclaimer of 2020. I've been in a bubble. Uh, listeners that don't know, um, you guys remember my dad from season two from Wesley Men. He was on the show. My, I was home in Louisiana for five months looking after my dad who had cancer. Unfortunately, he did not make it. Yeah. last month um saying that just to say i don't know what the fuck happened in 2020 so i made a <laughs> list of beers that i had i pretty much don't remember them so i'm gonna lean on the two of you for all my <laughs> questions that I, i'm asking uh so number one question what was your favorite brewery this year like what this year you were really like wow i'm impressed by what they did i can't wait to see more from them uh Jim, do you want to lead off or do you want me to? No, you, by all means, yeah. Um, So uh, I think a brewery that I particularly really liked this year was uh, Drown Lands. And they are up Warwick um, and they do some good stuff. They have, I feel like such a huge catalog of stuff. Every time I, uh, I see something from them, I feel like, I'm just like, wow, I, I, it, I can't believe they have like another new beer. They're just pumping out stuff like crazy. Um, I really want to go up to their brewery, but I, I haven't got a chance yet. It's supposed to be beautiful, um, but they do really delicious sour IPAs. We had an Imperial Stout from them on draft recently. I had that. It was good. Yeah, really good. Um, they do some regular IPAs as well. Um, but yeah, I think they just do some really interesting stuff. I mean, I'm wearing a Hudson Valley sweatshirt right now. I really loved Hudson Valley sour IPAs. They're yeah. kind of what got me into sour IPAs. And um, 
I think Drown Lands has really been making some of the better sour IPAs I've had in quite some time. Um, it kind of brings back that nostalgia of when I first got into beer and especially when I first got into sours. So I think that they kind of were able to strike a chord um, of sorts for me. We had a beer on draft from them at Beer Noggin recently called Wawa Yonda Kill. And it was a sour IPA with, I believe it was vanilla, graham crackers, and blueberry. And oh. it was really big blueberry up front. And then you got a little bit of like the coziness from that cinnamon graham cracker and vanilla in the finish. Um, I thought it was just super crushable. I think it was sitting at a, an 8%. Um, oh wow! It didn't taste like it at all. I could have just drank it all day like juice. Was it super sweet? Because when I hear those ingredients together, I think, ugh, diabetes. Um, so it was. I would say it was. It wasn't overwhelmingly sweet. Okay. It had a good balance between being sweet and sour. Okay. It was a sticky beer. It's like one of those beers where you drink it and you feel your lips kind of sticking together yeah, when you yeah. talk. Um, but I thought it was really good uh, in general. It wasn't one of those sours where I drink a. 12 ounce pour of it and you know i have the acid reflux going right. on i have the the, the tummy pains um <laughs> the so I, I, I really <laughs> jim oh man god it's been so many different breweries. oh did we meet the brewer of drowned lands was he there with travis one day he may have been yes i think we so. might have met a brewer, an owner, somebody that came in with uh, Travis, our friend from the local in Nyack. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, uh, I think if anything, those guys would, would probably know yeah. each other. Yeah. I, I, Rob knows what I drink. I mean, I drink mostly. You can't around, answer this for you. I know. I, more, <laughs> I mostly drink around the same breweries. Like, I don't really, I, I would say. If, okay, let me ask it this way. If you go into the beer noggin and Rob's back there and you look at the board, what gets you excited? You're like, oh, I, I want something from them. A new either single IPA, double IPA that I've never had before. But not um, specific brewery? I would say from this this year and from our brewery visit, mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoy Torch and Crown's beers. And That's a great, great, uh, I think they're so worth mentioning. They're such yeah. a great brewery. Um, and I really think that we're going to see in 2021 and beyond that they're going to really be a staple of uh, craft beer bars in New York, outside yeah. the, the New York City area. They're so have good. Gone, have you gone to their tasting room on Van Damme Street in Manhattan yet? I haven't been down there. I know you guys went um, last month. And yeah. I know Dan and Zach from Beer Noggin as well got a chance to go down there when they first opened. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about their tap room? I heard it was awesome. Well, we went during COVID. Okay. Here's one thing I'll say, living in New York and like coming from Louisiana where things were, I went down to Louisiana in June and we already had a mask mandate here. So I was super used to being safe and careful and wiping things down. I go home, nobody's wearing a mask at the grocery store. Nobody that works there, the customer. So it freaked me out. So when I came back to New York, we went to Torch and Crown and I was so happy that we had a reservation. They took our temperature. Everything was like separated. Everything Sanitized. was clean. Everything was sanitizing. <clears throat> I just felt super safe. So I will say that about them in this day and age, it's hard to pick where you're going to go for me because I need to feel that I'm safe and secure. So they definitely did that. They were super friendly. They were super organized. We sat outside three-quarter tent covering all the tables. The tables were gapped out properly. They had yeah. individual sanitizers on every table. 
um, the wait staff all was uh, masked up. So like the inside is amazing. It's, it's an, it's an awesome building. I don't know if it's a landmark building, but it's like cathedral ceilings. Um, the brewing equipment is right there. The bar was very nice. There's also a second door. If you're just getting cans to go, you have to go into the main part, just go in, <clears> get some cans, some merchandise, some apparel. They have all right there available for you. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's, you know, we had and a great the time. Good. Yeah. We had <laughs> the a great food time was really good. I, I don't remember what we had. Clearly it was some sort of seafood. That's all we eat. But we were very impressed with the food as well. It was great. I, I, whenever you want to go, let's all go together. It'd be super fun to go. That'd be awesome. I, I, yeah, I'm really happy that we got a chance to talk about them because I, I totally would have forgot about them and that wouldn't have been fair because they, they really did make some of the better beers that I had in 2020. Um, I mean, almost famous being their flagship is a beer that flies off the shelves. It's yeah. terrific, but just the, 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 the different, uh, things that they do, the subtle things I, I they did a, a series, small series called Stoop Beer. And yeah. they had one that was single hopped with Citra and then another one that was single hopped with Mosaic. And they were both just like, I think most of the folks at Beer Noggin, Jim and myself included, and Brendan and everyone else, we were really stoked on those beers this summer because they were just so good um, and different. Uh, you know, you're not getting really lagers too often that are yeah. juicy like that without that like big IPA body. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah. Torch and Crown is, they're awesome. They make really good stuff. Um, so I'm looking at our list. Normally we ask a bunch of friends who we trust or not trust, whatever. Everybody has an opinion. <laughs> did, we, did we say beer in review? Yeah. Okay. I, I must have missed that. <laughs> so I'm just going to go by I'm talking about Torch and Crown. So Brendan had Torch and Crown on his list. Um, Stoop Beer Citra is one of his favorites. Um, who else? Black Zach had, and that's what he calls himself, people. I did not know. <laughs> it's not that I know a bunch of white Zachs. I think he's the only Zach I know. Damn. When you meet him, he says, hi, I'm Black Zach. So Black Zach has Torch and Crown for their Bat Flip. is one of his favorites. Stevie Cutlets has Almost Famous as one of his favorites of the year. Um, and then Dan ha also has Stoop Beer Citra. So, so everybody is talking about Torch and Crown. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they really killed it in 2020. <laughs> we were getting their stuff through COVID all the time. I mean, we had their stuff in the fridge. I don't think there was a time that we didn't have their stuff in our fridge. And if we did, it was for a day or two. Yeah. Um, did they sign on with a distributor yet? Or are they self-distributing still? So... I don't know 100%. I don't want to say for sure. I yeah. think that they self-distribute. Because um, okay. I, I feel like we would just be getting drops from them by All themselves. The right. But they also could be someone else. I don't really know. With their new operations on the city, they might they might have a distributor now. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you, Rob. Um, what was your very first beer you ever had? Not a craft beer, like your first beer, like maybe you were eight and it was a holiday party and Uncle Nicky forgot his beer because he's hammered and he took a sip. What was your very first beer that you remember? Oh man. Uh, so, you know, my dad, my dad and I used to watch baseball all the time in the summer whenever he'd get home from work. Um, so I think that there were probably a couple of times when I was younger where he would give me, he used to drink, I remember very specifically, he would drink whatever. Uh, he used to drink a bunch of different stuff. 
but I remember he used to really like Foster's. They have like that, the big fat, like barrel looking cans. Yeah. Drink the green one. Um, he always would say the green one is, is really good and the blue one is shit. Um, <laughs> that was, that was kind of his thing. So I'll pick that beer up from time to time still and drink it. Um, but so he would pour me out a little beer here and there. That's a very cute. specific moment I remember was, uh, I guess it was over the summer. I was doing a summer league for baseball. My dad used to coach me as a kid and uh, it was like a hot summer day and we had an early practice and we were going to barbecue afterwards. That was kind of the thing. We were going to practice and there's a barbecue and um, there was like a cooler full of stuff and there was like one with beer and then there was one with like soda for like the kids and stuff. And I remember I was sitting on the bench, like on the bleachers uh, at Richter Field in Yonkers with my friend Chris Rooney. He was my best friend growing up. And I remember I, I went into like the cooler that had the beer and I took like a Budweiser out and I like cracked it and I started drinking it on the bench. Just like as a joke, he's hysterical laughing next to me. <laughs> I really just did it to get a rise out of my dad. I wanted to see like how much I could get away with it. So I must have been. I don't know, 12 or 13. I took, I think I took three sips and then I stopped because I was just like, you know, uh, <laughs> but that's a very early memory I, I have of, uh, of drinking beer. Uh, it was, it was a red, but the red Budweiser can. The heavy, but, yeah. Yeah. And they have the, 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 the clicker on the top that had the crown on it. I remember it, it was like a red uh, clicker crown on it. So that's, I think that's the earliest memory I have of like drinking beer. That's awesome. Do you remember yeah. your first craft beer? My first craft beer. Um, so I actually, I used to work, my first, my very first job was at Food Town in Yon, downtown Yonkers, or not downtown Yonkers. Uh, we call Denver it downtown. Uh, Palisade Avenue right over here. Um, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So no. I, that, was my, that was my first job. I was a cashier, but, and this was back in like 2012. My my manager at the time was really into craft beer. So he was kind of actually my introduction into the world of craft beer. I had never really considered it before then. And I didn't really get it. I was 17 or 18. And uh, we used to just talk a little bit. Uh, he would tell me about some beers. We had a pretty extensive selection. And this was before Beer Noggin existed. This was before, like Growlers might have just become a thing. Yeah. So a lot of people would come from New Jersey, Connecticut, um, different parts of New York to our store because we had such an extensive collection. Mm -hmm. I remember yeah. main lunch being like a really big one people wanted. And yep. we used to get some really crazy stuff. Uh, and then I remember, so the first craft beer I remember having was we had this beer there. And I just thought it was so interesting. It was, I still have the bottle to this day because it's this bright pink bottle um, from Rogue. the oh. Rogue. And they did a series with Voodoo Donuts. Yes. Uh, so it was a bacon maple ale. And I remember just like seeing it on the, on the shelf at beer at uh, Food Town for like a few weeks. No one wanted to buy it or whatever. And I convinced my dad to buy it. And uh, we tried it at the house and it was terrible. But, <laughs> but, and I was like, I was like, this doesn't taste like maple bacon at all. Like, like this is terrible. Um, if you're listening, Rogue, I'm sorry. I don't think, I just didn't particularly like that beer. He was 17, but, uh, get off him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, my, my taste buds have changed. But uh, that was the first one I remember like <clears throat> drinking, but not really liking. And then after that, I think Dale's Pale Ale was, was one of the first ones I drank. Good gateway. Yeah. What was the manager's name at the time? 
His name was Rigo Taveras, and he was like an OG craft head. He, yeah. He, the, the beer selection there is still a little crafty, but it yeah. was like incredible when he was there. Um, he was really like, he must have hopped on the wave when it first really started in the early yeah. 20s. When I worked for Manhattan Beer, that was one of my stores. And I remember the first time I went in, and you were probably working there at I'm sure. around the same time. So I'm sure I've met you when we just don't remember. Yes. But I remember walking in there thinking it's a food town. Like, how many yeah. beers? You walk in, you go to the left, and like buy the cash registers to the back. Yep. It just like opens up. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was so impressed. It was crazy. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. think that just a local supermarket, because when I was growing up, before that was a food town, it was, it was, a uh, it was a, a family-owned grocery store called Barca Brothers, and oh, wow. uh, it was just a neighborhood like supermarket. Right. And Food Town took over, and yeah, he—I guess he just had free range to pick out the beer. Um, I know the owners of Food Town were also kind of interested in beer, so I'm sure it benefited them yeah. as well. But he would just—I um, remember doing like writing stuff into the system for him, and all these beers I just never heard of, and I, it was so like over my head at that point. I, I didn't even comprehend why they were better than just drinking like a Pabst Blue Ribbon or something. <laughs> and now you're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> I know, I wish I was a little older to appreciate it. <laughs> so what uh, What do you enjoy serving more, coffee or beer? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough question. So um, after my food town days, I began my barista endeavors. Uh, I worked at Coffee Labs Roasters in Tarrytown, um, kind of going into it blind. Um, I remember I actually had asked Dan because uh, he was working at Slave to the Grind in Bronxville at, the, at that time. Um, I was looking to leave my job at Food Town. Like I, was, I felt a little bit like I had done my time there and I wanted to do something a little bit more enjoyable, I guess, something that I, I, I thought was yeah. cool. And so I asked him if there was any openings at Slave to the Grind. And I guess they, there weren't at that point. And my mom actually worked at a restaurant in Tarrytown um, for many years called Santa Fe, which is no longer there. Um, but it was right next to coffee labs. So I, I, I asked her one day, I was like, what do you know about that coffee shop? That's right next to you in Tarrytown. And she was like, I don't really, you know, I'm, I work nights, so I'm not really going in there to get coffee, but one of my coworkers knows the bosses really well. And so I think she picked their brains about if they had any openings or anything and they didn't, but I went in there and I filled out an application anyway and handed it in. And if anything happened, uh, you know, I said, give me a call. And uh, I guess they had someone leave or, or, or quit or get fired or whatever. And uh, they called me in for an interview and I don't know how well the interview went. I mean, I was 17 or 18 and I was really young and um, but I was persistent and I, I really wanted to work there. And I remember just calling them like a few times a week, just being like, Hey, like I just wanted to know if there's any updates. And, uh, they called me in for a trial shift and, um, it, I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I, I liked hanging out in coffee shops. I remember I walked in when I filled out my application and this girl that was working there who later became a friend of mine was wearing a, a sweatshirt of a band that I liked. And I was like, oh, I think I'd fit in well here. And so I started working there and it's really how I learned about coffee. And I think what's cool about coffee is that it's so similar to beer in a lot of respects because they're especially craft beer because when I worked at coffee lab, since they roast their own beans as well, you really have to get familiar with what we're offering on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And like 
a place like Beer Noggin, we're not, we don't have the same thing all the time. So whenever we would have uh, a new coffee on drip or drip. Uh, whatnot, you could do a pour over of it. Uh, you wanted to be able to taste the flavor notes so you could explain it to your customer. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really what got me interested in coffee. I really liked the nuances that came with trying different coffees from different regions, from different growing climates, um, the way that they were roasted. Uh, so that was really cool. And, and uh, it really gave me something I was, I was very passionate about. So I was a barista. I ended up being a barista at a few different places for on and off for about five years. Um, and then I got really into craft beer kind of by going into beer noggin. I remember seeing Dana working with Dan there on Thursday, Friday nights. And um, yeah, I, I, I thought beer was really similar to coffee. And uh, I applied to beer noggin when they had an opening and Dan put in a good word for me and I was able to work there. And I kind of just decided that that was where I was heading, you know, coming, going into my mid twenties, I really wanted to kind of make that switch. I felt like I did my time in coffee. So I, I would say that um, it's not really a matter of what I like more than the other. It's just different experiences. Yeah. I think that coffee was kind of the gateway into liking craft beer. Um, so uh, I'd say at this point, I'm more interested in craft beer. I think that it's, it's more um, stimulating to me uh, at this point. But, you know, I, I do enjoy talking about uh, specialty coffee. I know a lot of people that still work in the, the coffee industry. So um, they're both really interesting fields. So since you, when you come in on a Monday, um, there might be new beer in the fridge. So how do you go about preparing yourself to be able to have those conversations with, I mean, are you, are you just kind of using your phone to look up the different beers and get acclimated to them? So, yeah. So I kind of have a ritual when I walk in on Mondays, just because I know that uh, especially down in Bronxville, um, where the cans are moving at a, a really precipitous rate. Um, there might've been beers that were in there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that I didn't even see because they sold out that quickly, but I didn't even know we had. Um, so really Monday, Monday is, is a really interesting day because you walk in and it's kind of between where you had your big drop from last week. And when you're going to get your big drop again for the, this week. So, um, I come in on my Monday shift, I clock in, I put my stuff down. And what I'll do is I'll just, I'll do a quick scan of the fridges and see what we have. And it's good when we have some stuff that I do know. Um, but if not, you know, I'm looking to see what we have. Um, and Brendan uh, is normally there um, for 10, 20 minutes as the shifts change over. And so I'll see a beer in the fridge and I'll say, Hey, like what's, what's up with this beer? You know, tell me about this beer. I, I don't know this brewery or, Oh, this is a new drop from threes or torch and crown or whatever it is. And so I'm picking his brain about it and um, just kind of seeing what we have. You know, I, I think at this point, um, if I have just that knowledge of what's in the fridge um, that I'm getting from Brendan or I'm seeing from, okay, we got this new double IPA and it's topped with Motuika and Citra I can tell what it tastes like. So I think it would really be impossible to be able to try every single beer. But if you just have, like, I just try to get that understanding of, okay, like these are the IPs we have right now. These are the stats we have right now or porters or whatever. Um, but also it's, it's one of those things too, where a customer might come in and say, Hey, I, I don't really know what I want. Can you help me pick some stuff out? I like this and that. 
and I'll just kind of do like I'll do like another scan with them, like while I'm with them, and be like, oh yeah, like this beer we've had before, and I really like it, or this is new from this brewery I really like, and I haven't had it, but I really like this brewery. So yeah. um, it can be a little tough at times, I think, just because um, we are moving beer like crazy, yeah. um, so you really don't get a chance to know every beer on a personal level, but uh, it's all a matter of just deducing what you have, I think. Nice. All right, let's get into it. Your top three beers of 2020. Um, and it doesn't have to be in order or anything. So let's go back and forth. Rob, you give me one. I'll go to Jim. We'll go back and forth. What's one of your top three beers of 2020? Okay. Um, so um, I, I'm going to have to, it's going to be a little cliche, I think, but I'm definitely going to say stoop beer. Though I will say that I liked the mosaic one a little bit better than the Citra. And okay. um, I think that mosaic has a tendency. It can be a little bit like, like it can get a little like skunky sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But when it's, when it's fresh and it's really crisp, um, you get this like nice, I almost get like some like cotton candy kind of notes out of it. Um, so I really like stoop beer um, with mosaic from, from Torture Crown. Yeah. I don't think I've had it. Oh, it's really good. You guys don't have it in stock right now, do you? No. It was, it was. I think it was mostly when you were away in Louisiana. We had, a, right. we had a lot of it. We had a lot of it over the summer. <laughs> okay. They're gonna wait till you go out of town again. They'll restock it. <laughs> what's uh, what's one of your top threes? Uh, I would have to go with um, Thin Man out of Buffalo, uh, Thin Man Brewing Company. Uh, either their regular bliss which i'm a huge fan of you are. and they also uh had their cashmere bliss um do you remember when they dropped that rob in beer? yeah i do uh and yeah both are terrific the cashmere one's really good i, I like cashmere hops a lot too i like yeah. that like clovey kind of thing going on with them i didn't think i was gonna like it and brendan kind of coaxed me into it so i was like all right let me try this out because i already love that brewery that's a brewery i would love to visit as well totally I'm gonna make a list. Just hit them all up. Yeah. All right. Your second choice, Rob. Well, what's uh, we skipped you. I don't have one. Remember? Uh, okay, Jim wasn't listening. All right. You were listening to me, Rob. Remember at the beginning when I had said I was in a bubble this year and I'm leaning on the two of you to do this? I'm yeah, okay. Like, you tried plenty of beer when you were in the. I game. did, and I said I made a list of them, and I don't remember what they tasted like, but I'll get some shout outs in, at the end. Okay. All right, Rob. <laughs> Let Rob talk. Number two. <laughs> so. I'm actually, I just pulled up my untapped because I had recently uh, a beer that I ordered on the app Tavor. Okay. Um, yeah. You folks don't know what Tavor is listening at home. It's a really cool app on your, uh, that you can download on your phone. And they, I think they're West Coast based, but they offer a really cool selection of beer from all over the country and sometimes out of the country. Um, but so I, I think it was really clutch during the pandemic especially where yes. a lot of free time in your hands and not being able to go to as many bars or anything as that you'd be able to mm -hmm. um so tavor really came in handy and i ordered from anchorage brewing um out in alaska which yeah. i just think is really interesting in general uh that you could get beer delivered to your doorstep from alaska because it's <laughs> so fun. um but so I want to say that this beer that I had from them is called Isolation, 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's not. It's called Incantation. Okay. I had, I had a check untapped. It is a came in a bottle, and I'll show you a picture of it. This is uh, from one of my friends on Untapped. He also checked it in, but it came in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Has like a really cool star. Yeah, day. that is cool. Um, it was a ten percent. And it didn't taste like 10% at all. And I drank it and I checked the bottle afterwards. And I was like, oh, I, I had no idea. Shit. <laughs> whatsoever. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think they do terrific stuff. Anchorage, their IPAs are great. Um, they do really good sours. I've had some stouts from them that are unreal. But Incantation was delicious. I'm really happy I got two bottles of it. I'm going to age one and see how it tastes. Nice. But, it was light. Um, it was a little funky. It had a, uh, a nice tartness to it. Um, and it was so smooth. And at 10%, I was just blown away. Amazing. I want to try that. James Patrick, your second. I'm going to have to go with Maine Brewing Company. Nice. Sorry, Maine Beer Company. I yes. Say. Um, you know, I've had their lunch. I've had their mo. Uh, and this summer while Dana was gone, I went to, um, Red and Brine in Hastings, New York, our friend Jeremy's seafood restaurant, which Rob, we still need to go there for a meal. We do. Um, and he said, I know you're used to, you know, lunch. He's like, how about another one? And I'm like, another lunch? And he yeah. goes, no, it's called another one. It's by beer. <laughs> I said, yeah, I mean, is it kind of, he's like, you'll, you'll love it. So he brought me the full bottle. And a, and a glass, and I had that with my oysters and, and my lobster roll. And oh my god, I'm drooling! But yeah. um, the flavor profile <laughs> on that one is pineapple, mango, and guava, with notes of orange and grapefruit. Undertones are earthy, woody pine. And that's exactly how I would describe the taste. It's amazing. Uh, I love that beer. Uh, it's hopped with Cascade Citra and Simcoe, uh, and it just went really well with my meal. And I was very happy with my time there. So uh, another uh, beer company or brewing company that I would love to visit um, and going on, you know, that Portland trip and going to Oxbow and there and Allagash and all those places. But yeah, Maine is uh, awesome. While we're doing this, I'm going to try to uh, keep up with my list. Um, so we mentioned Maine beer company, Black Zach again. On his top three lists, he has second dinner. Any of you have that? Yes, uh, I think I think that I think one of those guys brought it in uh, to the shop, and I, I got a chance to try it. Uh, and then Dan is agreeing with you. Surprise, surprise, Rob. Uh, he also has Anchorage Brewing. He has the Doomed as one of his top. Okay. And he said, "There's a Doomed, and then there's the Doomed." Not to confuse them. <laughs> I was like. Okay. <laughs> they did that, but uh, all right. A little too closely named there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys, get some original names. Don't don't do that to people. Yeah. At least put a bunch of them on a wall and throw some darts or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, uh, you're up, Rob. What's your your third? So I know I, I I definitely know that after we sign off and and I'm thinking about it deeper into the day, I'm gonna be like, you know, I really. There's so many other beers. There's a lot of great beers this year. I had a lot we can put our Instagram. We'll just say, let us know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure I will. I'll definitely be. Th- I'll be laying up in bed at 2 a.m. and be like, <laughs> I didn't mention this beer. But a beer that I had, I had relatively recently, um, and I'm not 
I mean, I'm not really a huge stout guy. I don't love like, it's kind of hard for me to, to really drink a whole stout. Um, it's just not really my, my wheelhouse, but I, I got it. a really good pastry stout from the brewery out in uh, California. And it was um, called, I think it was just called oatmeal cookie. And it was yeah. really good, high ABV. I think it was tw- a 10% or as well. Wow. Um, it was an imperial stout brewed with oats and aged in bourbon barrels with raisins, cinnamon, granola, and natural flavors added. Um, so I think with stouts for me at the very least, I, I love when cinnamon is added. I, I'm a, I think like c- that cinnamon combined with the roastiness and like the chocolatiness is just such a, is such a match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that beer. It was, it was like a really crappy rainy night outside and it was damp and chilly and, um, you know, me and my mom had like a nice like hot meal and, uh, we were watching TV and, and I, I, I busted it out and I just really liked it. It, it was really smooth for 10%. Um, but it had a nice body too. And like just that warming cinnamon and, mm-hmm. and granola was, was really hearty and it was just, it like really like hit the spot. Did you share this beer with your mother? Is she also into beer or no? She she's not like a huge beer head, uh, but she she does try beer with me all the time. So whenever That's we go, awesome. yeah, uh, whenever we go down to like the Jersey Shore, or uh, we took a trip to Beacon a couple months ago, and we went to uh, Hudson Valley and nice. uh, Draft Industries and uh, Sloop. Uh, she'll, she'll try beer. Yeah, she she she'll do it with me. She doesn't know like the nuances of it, like like we might but she she He's likes she's try. Enjoys, yeah she enjoys sours and she'll she'll try everything so she, it's cool to, to do that stuff with her and it's nice that she's interested in it yeah. you know that cinnamon it's a very difficult word to say when you're inebriated <laughs> we'll have to take we'll have to test it out cinnamon <laughs> all right all right you do your third i'm gonna get another beer oof my third beer let's think about this um Oh man, I'm trying to think about the different beers that I've tried um, specifically over the summer when Dana was away and I was coming in kind of having a couple outside. And I would have to say anything from Oxbow. I love Oxbow. Oh my God, that's your favorite. Yeah, I uh, think it would be a crime if you didn't. I love the surf casting series. The, um, the one with the melon was pretty good. Oh, Surf Melon. Yeah. So, <laughs> that one. You forgot the name of it. No, no, I'm the sorry. Not, melon. <laughs> not Surf Melon. It was called uh, Paloma Daydream. That was the one. Yeah, Paloma Daydream, yes. And then I had... Okay, um, that's harder to remember. All right. Last night here, I had uh, India Pale Lager by them called Seaworthy. You loved it. Seaworthy is a really good beer. Wow. You yeah. took a sip and you're like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think I was going to like it, but it ended up being a, added to the list. So, yeah. So I'd say Oxbow. Anything Oxbow. All right. I don't want to leave our boys out since they were so nice in uh, saying this list. Dougie, Dougie, and Doug. I will say that I've mentioned Brendan, Black Zach, Dan, and Cutlets. The one person we have that mentioned is Doug because nothing on his list is with anybody else's. So he has Kicking and Streaming. By threes. Uh, by threes. He has uh, Firestone Nitro Merlin. Their Pilsner milk. No, sorry. Their milk stout. 
Pilsner milks. <laughs> and then Allagash White, which kind of shocked me. I know it's like a staple. It's a classic. He kind of went classics with his list, right? I think. Like they're good yeah. staple beers. I think that that's I think that that's appropriate though, and I think that it would be really a crime to not mention those beers because they are so important and they might be skipped over sometimes but yeah Allagash White is I mean it's it's the best wit beer out there on a consistent basis so it's yeah I think Doug Doug did the right thing good old Doug should we cheers this oh yeah cheers so we since our cups are empty we got Jenny said from which people that listen to the podcast know single cut is my shit and I just cracked open another beer as well. And this is yeah. another beer. This is another beer that I got on uh, Tavor. And mm-hmm. it was a beer that, it was a brewery that Brendan had recommended to me and Martin, our friend Martin, mm-hmm. um, called the Heater Allen. And they're, they do really good traditional stuff. They're out in Oregon, um, McMinneville, Oregon, Oregon. Um, but this is the can, Heater Allen Pilsner. Um, oh. Heater Allen. They do really good stuff. Uh, he, Brendan couldn't say enough good things about them. So I, I've had a couple beers that I've been sitting on from them. And this is the first one I'm getting to try. And uh, I think Jim would agree too that other than IPAs, I, it's Pilsners were really uh, yeah. kind of our go-to this year. Yeah. Because you, you can have a Pilsner any time of the year. Yeah. yeah. I love Pilsners. Me too. All right. Let's go on to uh, the rest of Brendan's list. Brendan was the first person to get back to me. And then he gave a description and he said, if you need to talk to me and need more information, I'm ready to talk. I was like, Jesus, this man was ready for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, I love this time of year. <laughs> he was like, in the, he was in the makeup chair. He was putting the microphone <laughs> on his collar. I'm like, ready. Yeah. Like, Interview me, please. Okay, so Threes and Burials uh, collab, Backways, Dark Mild, Schilling, Himmel, the Dry Hopped Table Beer, Logsdon, Urban Encore, it's a farmhouse ale. Then Threes in Hudson Valley, which you mentioned before. Indoctrination, Pilsner. We already talked about the uh, Torch and Crown. So that, I mean, that's that's a very Brendan list to me. <laughs> Logsdon has awesome. a great uh, Pilsner as well. They do. What was that called? Um, It'd be funny. So, Logsdon, Pilsner. I don't know. They they do like they have so many stuff, so many beers that are 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 similar. Um, yeah, they have an they had an Italian style one that I remember that was pretty good, but their names are kind of escaping me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. The the rest of uh Black Zach's list. Uh, by Schilling we have the Turno Dry and then Marlow Ales, which I'm not familiar with. Eager to share. Have yeah, you guys know Marlowe Ales. I don't. So Jim, actually, that beer we had it last it's week. Like you do. <laughs> it was it was that double dry hopped pale ale that was sitting around five percent. It had like okay. that black can with the tiger on it. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, Marlowe does good stuff. They um that double dry hopped pale ale was crazy low ABV, but it had a really big like like juicy body. It was delicious. Yeah. I'm doing like work on my laptop and, and Rob's like, Hey, Jim, I'm like, what's up? He's like, you want to just shows me a can. He's like, you want to split this? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to say no. I'm like, yeah, okay. Wait on Rob. Let's split it. All right. Dan's list. We got threes brewing your 
have that hat that to check Pilsner. Are you uh, familiar with that? I don't know if His I note that. was the crispiest boy. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and we already talked about Anchor and Torch and Crown. Um, oh, and Cutlets, don't want to leave him off. Um, Allagash, True Penny Pilsner, Equilibrium, Baby Rue Dream, Field Shoes. Either of you can talk about that, the Equilibrium. I, that sounds interesting to me. Baby Rue uh, Field Shoes. So I know, I think Steve, that beer was on our shelf at Beer Noggin, and I think it, it kind of went rather quick, as much most equilibrium beers do. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he actually, so I'm going to pull it up. We were talking about it via text. I'll tell you what he had to say about it if he didn't oh, get it. Because he awesome. actually tried it, and I didn't. Um, so, let's see. That's awesome. So I have one question while you're looking for that. Um, worst beer trends you don't want to see come back in 2021? Um, yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I don't, I don't have that text anymore from Steve for whatever reason. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so I, I can, I can only assume it was a, like a juicy IPA though. Yeah. That's what Equilibrium does mostly. Um, and you said worst trends that you don't yes. want to see going yes. into 2021? Yes. Poof. I mean that's uh, never going to change. I I I don't I don't want to say it's the worst trend because I don't think it's a bad trend, but I think that to a certain extent, I think we do need to collectively stray away from just lactose. Like the well, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean lactose, milk, that's sugar, and all that stuff is not yes. great. But I just think I think in general, just like New England IPAs, it's not like. They're just being pumped out at such a rapid rate, yeah. and it's and really over, yeah, and it's just oversaturating the market. Um, right. And it kind of makes you really appreciative of like when you get a good West Coast style IPA. Or like for me, like like yeah. kind of pivoting to pilsners and Hellas lagers and more uh, traditional stuff. It kind of drove me to do that just because you can't. I feel like I, on a daily basis, I can't handle. All, all the juice, you know, so. <laughs> the juice. Um, so I just want to mention, I did go to two breweries while I was home. <laughs> I went to Ten Roof Brewing with uh, my sister-in-love, Lindsay. They had an amazing event. It was a vegan event, which I thought, oh, nobody's going to show up. It was packed. There was a great company called Venture. They make vegan chicken sandwiches, which mm. I made one yesterday, and it was delicious. Not as good as theirs. Um, so we've gone there together as well to Ten Roof. Yes. They have amazing sours, amazing IPAs. Um, what was the juicy, was it a fruit sour that we had? That was like a big thing. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so shout Pretty out to sour. them. They do a great job. Great brewery to go visit. Then there was a new one that just opened up maybe a few weeks before I got there called Cypress Coast. And I met Justin. He is a Bruner. Bruner. A brewer and an owner. He's a Bruner. It, that's what it's together. If you're a brewer and an owner, you're a Bruner. It's a brewer and a singer. <laughs> so it's a crooner. And I a had brewer. his Imperial, <laughs> which was delicious. And I had um, Check Boxes, which is an IPA. They're both very good, very small brewery, but super nice people. It is in the same kind of mall, not mall, what's it outside like a strip mall? Strip mall as Government Tacos which is owned by our friend Jay Dakota, who's also been on the show. He got his own um, shop outside of the place he was with the other store. So they're both in the same area. 
you can get tacos from Jay's and bring it into the brewery. They don't mind at all. So I think what's better than that? Tacos and beer. Yeah. It's my 2020. <laughs> tacos and beer. And sing. And- <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. New president, new year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Rob, for doing this. Taking thank you guys. Sunday. Um, yes. Anything you want to share quickly um, for 2020, like beer wise, anything? I, I want you to just say whatever, whatever your heart wants you to say. <laughs> if there's anything. Yeah, I, I think I'm just, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, sharing more beers with you guys at Beer Noggin and uh, hoping that we uh, continue to drink some good crispy boys. I think that's nice. all. Uh, so more could field ever. trips. I'll say more field trips for us. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, we want to hit more breweries. I'd love to go up to Drownlands with you. Yeah, that'd be great. I would I'm love to show. Yeah, my, my cousin's brewery is up that way too, so we can kind of say hi to Rich Coleman. At, um, What's their brewery? West Town, West Town Brew Works. Who's also been on the show? It's right north everybody. of Warwick, so we could hit we could hit West Town, we could hit um, Drownlands, we could hit Equilibrium. Isn't there a cidery also somewhere up there? Uh, there's Pennings Farm is there as yeah well. yeah I don't know if you've ever been there but it's awesome no yeah that'd be great i would love to take a trip up there yeah farm for fresh fruit vegetables everything is right there pennings they have a cidery there i think too. Yeah, yeah i think that's where it is yeah, so. awesome yeah that sounds great um okay so listeners if you are thirsty for more where can they find us you guys can listen to us on apple podcasts or on any podcast app like stitcher anchor spotify google play Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we know we didn't have a ton of shows this year, but it was a rough year. We promised to get back in 2020. And now that we, 2021, now that we know we can Zoom like we're doing with Rob, you can see this also on YouTube. We can touch more people and drink more beer and laugh and have a good time and celebrate this fucking cunt of a year being over. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Bye.